It's the ERP Confab. I'm David Essex, industry editor at Search ERP. Blockchain continues to make news, not all of it good, with the collapse of the FTX cryptocurrency exchange and accusations of fraud, along with high-profile blockchain hacks. But it's clear that enterprises still have blockchain on their radars. What are the most promising use cases, and what do the latest blockchain trends mean for the metaverse and Web 3.0? Today's guest, Benjamin Stuckert, SAP Senior Business Development Manager, provides some answers and explains SAP's current and emerging blockchain products. In an article on the SAP website, you were quoted as describing blockchain in a way that almost makes it sound like an internal workflow or document management tool, but one that could also support decentralized collaboration with Mm -hmm. organizations outside of the main organization, such as suppliers and subcontractors. You were quoted as saying, quote, blockchain is used to create trust, verifiability, and compliance in decentralized cross-company processes. I'm wondering if you can go into more detail about why you think this is a good use of blockchain. Sure. Yeah, thank you. That's a great question. So obviously, right in today's globalized economy, Companies typically work with many other organizations, companies, institutions from all over the globe across many, many different systems, right? Which makes collaboration difficult. So when we talk about blockchain, we always talk about decentralized scenarios in very heterogeneous networks where we have different organizations, different kinds of companies with different systems collaborating where they need to work together without really having a central system, right? that provides verification of data between these parties for really critical processes like compliance checks, regulatory checks, and risk management purposes. And what blockchain basically brings to the table is a decentralized ledger that cryptographically records all the different transactions that are happening in these decentralized networks between the different parties. And by using cryptography, making them immutable, and with that maintaining common view and a common understanding, right, of the current state of the different collaborations and the systems between all these parties, right? So you can really think about blockchain like an open protocol that provides a single source of truth by connecting all these different um, systems and data sources without a central platform in the middle. And this is super helpful to improve collaboration, reduce the risks of dispute, fraud, and really also increases efficiency reduces costs, right? And Mm -hmm. what blockchain also provides are so-called smart contracts. So they are not really smart and they are not contracts in a legal sense. They are more like if else and relationships and terms so mutually agreed on business rules that are registered on the blockchain and it can ensure an objective and really technology enforced execution of mutually agreed on terms, like for example, payment terms, And if they are verified on the blockchain, a payment could be automatically triggered in a very transparent and verifiable way. Mm -hmm. So there's really a big potential blockchain technology and how it can really significantly improve and transform the way businesses collaborate. We see this already today that use cases in many industries can benefit from blockchain. Blockchain is already used today also with SAP solutions to support mission-critical collaboration processes in yeah, in heterogeneous networks between different companies. What are some of the more complete blockchain applications that you're seeing from SAP customers? Basically, a first wave of implementations that we saw with the beginning of 2016 and that are still very popular 
are really supply chain use cases where safety and compliance is extremely important. And sometimes the driver for these use cases are regulatory requirements. So for example, we have the Truck Supply Chain Security Act in the US, right, where um, in the supply chain between different companies like manufacturers of pharmaceuticals, resellers and retailers, a lot of verifications need to happen to make the supply chain more secure, right? So for example, verifying returns when they return from pharmacies or retailer back to the, the reseller before the reseller puts them back on the shelf, they need to verify the identity and the history of these specific packages, right? To make the, the whole supply chain more secure. The same applies um, for products like food, where when you would go to the grocery store and you want to buy some seafood and there are some labels on it like organic or fat rate, you want to be able to trust this label if you even if you have a very complex decentralized um, supply chain. And similar use cases can be found in, um, in sustainability, right? And so this is really, I think, a kind of first wave of use cases we saw. And what we see much, much more recently, yeah, more complex um, collaboration scenarios and workflows between um, yeah, very different um, participants, for example, in the construction industry. I understand that SAP recently piloted the use of blockchain to support the building of HS2, which I think is a, it's a high-speed railway in Britain. Can you talk mm -hmm. about that pilot and the role that blockchain plays? And also uh, maybe talk a bit about the SAP products that are involved. I really like to use the construction industry as an example. We have been working with several groups here, and I think most people can somehow relate to the patterns in construction. If you build your own home, right, you might work with five or 10 companies to get this done. But if you build a big infrastructure project, similar patterns, but, but a bigger scale, right, with dozens or hundreds of companies being involved. And HS2 is basically a high-speed railway network under construction. And you can think about such a big infrastructure project actually as a program, right, consisting of many projects. And you could imagine one project is the construction of a train station. There are different parties involved. Of course, there are contractors, then they have subcontractors, construction companies, suppliers, service providers, also entities that do inspection, technical inspections and certifications and so on. And today you really have also here a situation that is really a heterogeneous network. There are different companies of different size with different information systems, and there's no central system in the middle um, that can really help to digitize the collaboration. Um, so it's really decentralized. And at the same time, there are a lot of requirements to verify information and to orchestrate processes based on this information between the parties. So you could imagine if you are responsible as a contractor for the construction of such a train station, yeah, you have to verify that deliveries are on time and budget. So if it's an international trade, you have to collect a lot of logistics document. You have to work with your subcontractors to get warehouse receipts that are also very often paper-based. And for complexer um, deliveries or products that are being delivered, like, for example, fire protection systems or technical products, there need to be a technical inspection certification from external service providers. And there you also have to collect inspection certificates that are typically paper-based to really verify that the, the progress of the project is going as planned and there are no no road blockers or delays, but also to have the verification that product was delivered as agreed on in the in the specifications for the project and it can be paid, right? And then on the other side, of course, you have the supplier who wants to be paid. And these paper-based and very manual processes that also based sometimes on spreadsheets and tools like that, 
have a lot of problems like undetected risks, for example, right? It's too late when you detect maybe that the inspection failed because it takes days or weeks until you get the paper certificate. It's error prone and costly, and it's prone to disputes because there's no transparency, right? There's an imbalance of information and the supplier might wait for their payment and they don't understand why it's not coming. And this manual processes in collaboration can be digitized with a blockchain where transactions are recorded in an immutable way and a transparent state, right, is given to all the different participants involved in a verifiable state. And then information like um, inspections, if they were approved or not, or confirmed by an inspection service provider, this can be all then digitally checked and seen in near real time. But to realize the scenario, and this is why it's a good, really good question, what other products are involved, it's not just about blockchain. What is required is an um, integration into business processes that are happening inside the company. So you need a robust integration also into, into workflow tools and also analytics, right? If you think about what we are doing is really digitizing these processes very often for the first time. And then you have real-time data that you can really use to track, for example, the progress of the project to identify potential uh, delays and risks and that you can then mitigate based on real-time information. And for that, an integration into, and what we did is the sub-analytics cloud. And for that, we use the, the business technology platform um, from SAP. There we have our blockchain business connector that is really, really building the bridge between all these transactional systems and the analytical systems to enable this kind of end-to-end -end use cases from an SAP perspective. Can you tell me where it stands as a pilot? Is it just going to be a pilot or do you think they're going to go ahead with it? Yeah, it's um, it's still a pilot and um, yeah, it's um, it's under discussion how, how this will go ahead, but it went very successful and um, showed a dramatic potential to improve business processes. So right on the one side, we have this productive use cases in the supply chain, and these are the, the newer use cases um, that we are currently evaluating, for example, in construction. Mm -hmm. So SAP Media Relations in one of its other articles mentioned a partnership with Sartorius, which makes mm -hmm. equipment for the pharmaceutical industry, and it was going to be using blockchain to ensure that yeah. equipment is free from harmful microorganisms. Can you say more about the specifics of that, including the various SAP products that are involved? Here, it's also a scenario, right, where you have the manufacturer of equipment for the pharmaceutical industries, and they have regulatory requirements to get their equipment sterilized before they sell it to the manufacturers of pharmaceuticals. And there is a, is a process where this is orchestrated via specialized external service providers. And today they have to provide a lot of paperwork, right? It is done forwarded from Sartorius to the to the pharma companies, to the manufacturers of pharmaceuticals, but also to regulators for check. It's decentralized in the sense that it's very global. This is happening in different countries and in different shapes and form according to the regulatory requirements. And here again, right, you have a use case where um, yeah, you have different parties involved, no central system today and significant information flow between these parties and the need to verify this data, right? In this case, for regulatory reasons. And this is where blockchain is applied. Also a pilot use case currently. You mentioned that there was some early success stories, some early types of use cases. And then the, it seemed like there's this latest batch I think you referred to. What are these more recent ones or even the early ones, I guess, what do they all have in common, if anything, in terms of mm -hmm. the types of business processes, and I think you've addressed this a little bit already, or the types of industries that they serve. 
what we see a lot is that it is very often related to regulated industries um, where really this verification of data is extremely important for good reasons, right? Because it affects our health, like pharmaceuticals or, or food, and where you have really different companies involved and different systems. This is really important. And we were very clear about this always, right? Because it's the unique capability of have this really decentralized ecosystem where you have kind of a digitization gap between these companies. And this has always been the case also in these scenarios um, that we have implemented so far. You mentioned some SAP products earlier. What are the various blockchain tools and platforms and maybe applications that SAP mm -hmm. already has for sale? What we currently um, have for sale is, um, for example, in our business network portfolio, we have a material traceability solution that supports use cases like I mentioned earlier with the tracking of the food supply chain. We have a product in the sustainability area called Green Token by SAP that is focusing more on um, sustainability data in supply chains mm -hmm. and um, also product in the life science industry to verify this uh, pharmaceutical information that I mentioned earlier. I see. Can you talk at all about the areas that SAP is looking at going forward for product development? Are they may maybe a bit different or just more of the same kind of thing? Yes. So we're doing a lot of work on the SAP um, business technology platform mm -hmm. um, to really enable customers and partners to extend their business systems, their business processes with blockchain capabilities and connect them to blockchain networks wherever it makes sense. And the same is true also for the technology, the other technologies that are on the business technology platform, right? So for example, um, we have we are developing the ACP blockchain business connector, which um, extends our integration suite and supports our, also our integration framework for event-driven integrations. And if you um, have listened earlier, right, I talked about transactions on the blockchain, so you can think about them like events also related to, to smart contracts. And it enables basically any SAP applications to, um, in a very targeted way, to subscribe to these events and, and consume them and use them in business processes, right, to trigger business processes based on, on blockchain events and the other way around, but mm -hmm. also to provide um, an integration into other powerful um, technologies on the business technology platform, such as the SAP Analytics Cloud. But, um, I talked earlier that this can be a big value driver to digitize um, decentralized processes um, with blockchain and then using these insights basically and very often in a kind of private view from one company, right? They can consume the data from the blockchain, combine it with their ERP data if needed, and then get really great insights into this cross-company collaborations and then make decisions based on this insight. This is very often a great value driver. Another thing is also true about when we think about process automation tools. I, I think in one of your um, earlier podcasts, you did discussed also SAP Build. So when we think about um, a kind of uh, workflow or process automation, right, for a business user, also, also a developer, actually it doesn't make that much different, right, if you would um, define an internal workflow mm -hmm. or, or let's call it a centralized workflow and um, a workflow that can talk and interact with decentralized technologies like blockchain, right? And this is also an innovation we are developing currently. It's called cross-company workflow that extends all these great capabilities that we have here 
but then also builds a bridge as an extension to this blockchain-based collaboration scenario. So for example, that you can, for example, request um, a kind of confirmation from an external service provider, like um, a certification, right, of a technical condition, and then get this approval um, on the blockchain in a verifiable way. So this is also very powerful to, to achieve this kind of end-to-end um, -end automization also, right, and use the technology really for, in a way that it creates business outcome, right? And this is always our goal, right? To use blockchain as a tool to create sustainable business outcome. And for that, also combine it with business processes and other technologies where it is beneficial. I see. You mentioned the blockchain connector a couple of times. Is that product already available? No, it's not yet available, but it will be available uh, soon. Now, when I first started looking more closely at blockchain applications a couple of years ago, it had seemed like a lot of the more serious enterprise level applications were using private permission blockchain. But as I understand it, many of the biggest long-term benefits that people are talking about for blockchain require a public permissionless blockchain. Mm -hmm. So I guess my question is, why use blockchain if it's just going to be inside or you know, part of some kind of private network that presumably uses its own traditional security and permissions? What is blockchain adding in that kind of situation? Yes, that's a great question. I mean, first of all, one observation from my side is that it's also important to appreciate really what permission blockchain have, have really done, right? So they, they really drove this conversation around blockchain for years and they helped a lot of companies to really go into this kind of um, solution space of also thinking about automating decentralized processes. And one of the quotes that I got from my customers that he said, yeah, I really love this conversations around blockchain, not because of the technology, but because this kind of perspective it brings to the table and to also think about these cross-company scenarios and decentralized scenarios. And really, for a long time, permission blockchain were really the kind of tool to go here in the enterprise space. At the same time, we see that adjacent technologies have developed quite significantly over the last years. One trend that we are seeing um, and that also analysts see a lot um, as a kind of alternative to permission blockchains are ledger databases, right? Which are really centralized databases with blockchain-inspired capabilities. And these are really great tools for closed scenarios, right? Where you have a very defined set of participants and a closed enterprise scenario, right? And on the other side, you see also tremendous progress in public blockchain networks, right? That are now more and more considered for enterprise scenarios. And these make a lot of sense if you think about network effects that you want to reach and also having an easy way to onboard new members into the network that you cannot really anticipate to have in the network when you started. And my take is always start with the business value, right? There are different tools to achieve this business value. There are different alternatives available, and this is great. And um, use the right tool for the kind of network you want to build. And I think on a high level, there are these three um, options available. Mm -hmm. And um, they make all sense in their very specific scenarios. So blockchain, and especially cryptocurrency, has received a bunch of negative publicity recently, including some cybersecurity hacks, and especially with the recent arrest of Sam Bankman-Fried, the CEO of the FTX cryptocurrency exchange, which went bankrupt and I think lost a lot of people, a lot of money. Mm -hmm. what, are you, what are you telling SAP customers to reassure them that blockchain is a safe and secure technology for them to invest in for their enterprise use? Our customers um, have been using uh, blockchain solutions with SAPs for years for middle uh, mission critical processes. And 
in general, there's a lot of trust um, for blockchain and a lot of curiosity. What else can we do with that in the future? And we are really laser focused to use blockchain as a tool to create sustainable business value. And when you think about it, it's decentralized and really transparent. And nature can also help to even boost, right? This is actually one of the key use cases to boost compliance and safety, right? While providing these new capabilities and opportunities to shape collaboration in these, in these networks. I think it's also worth noting um, that a lot of the security challenges that are sometimes associated with blockchain are not actually happening on the technology itself. It's much more that certain companies, like maybe centralized exchanges on top, crypto exchanges, for example, are a little bit like a honeypot, right, for attackers. But it's really on top of the technology with specific companies and not on the technology itself. And I think in the end, it's like with any tool or any technology, focus on, on, the, on the value, not so much on the hype. Mm -hmm. and use it for the right scenarios, right? And work with reputable um, service providers. So I know you uh, also are involved in Web 3.0. Blockchain, according to most authorities, there's some disagreement on this, is the most important part besides the semantic web of the foundation of Web 3.0, mm -hmm. uh, which many people feel is going to be the next generation of the internet. What's your best guess or prediction about when Web 3.0 will have arrived in full. And I mean the vision of the de decentralized web that puts more control over the data back into the hands of users. Yeah. I mean, for someone like me who's working in this field, on the one side, you have this bold vision uh, of the Web 3. And I think, therefore, it's a very good question to think about, okay, when will this really be the case? And on the other side, I think uh, for someone um, that, that works in the field, it's important to think about timelines, right? And to put things in perspective. And to have also a kind of North Star that you use to progress and work towards this, this vision. And for us, this is business value. So we are quite practically working with customers to use Web3 technology to create great business value, right? And then we shape um, these technologies as needed based on business requirements, right? And then it is a kind of progression that happens in the whole industry along this timeline. And what I really see at the moment is uh, we are in a stage where blockchain uh, is not just this bold vision. It's really a great tool to improve business processes, to save cost, and to boost compliance in, 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 in these decentralized processes. And what I could see in the midterm, maybe if you would ask me for, for a timeline, a guess would be maybe more than five years three to five years, something like that we really see and um, that we re-envision business processes. More and more thinking about how can business processes be done in a totally different way based on Web3 because we have these new tools available now compared to the past. And I would think this big uh, vision where there is a lot of empowerment to do new business models, to think how organizational structures should work, how value is created and captured. I think this is a part of the long-term vision that will take some time to go there. This is what we are working on, right? And we are approaching and how we are approaching this um, this big vision. What would you say for the Web.3 vision, mm -hmm. and there's some standard pieces of it that most people seem to agree on, which pieces do you think are the least mature and need the most work to be done before Web 3.0 will really get here? Yeah, I would say, let's start what are really, the, for my opinion, the important pieces. So one thing are, decentralized identities. So in a decentralized web, you need to be able to identify 
organizations and individuals via um, a corresponding technology. The other things are interoperability, right? So for example, what we are seeing here are smart contract standardizations for tokens. What is also very important are really scalable, cheap blockchain technologies and other technologies in the Web3 areas and easy access for the an easy integration into um, business processes, but also, of course, for private persons, right, for individuals. And the later part is something we are also focusing very much on. But I think what I can say is that there already has great progress happened in all these areas, especially in the last few years. Mm-hmm. But there's still work to be done in all these areas. And I think over time, new requirements will come up as these technologies become more mature and more and more applied over time. Where do you put the metaverse in all of this? You know, they're very closely related. Um, and I, as I understand, I think the metaverse really is going to depend on a lot of these Web 3.0 elements to be in place for it to really be viable. How realistic or how soon do you see metaverse really becoming a mainstream thing? And what what does SAP have going on in that area? I would say, right, the metaverse is an even bolder version um, than the Web 3 and a more concept, uh, comprehensive uh, vision, I mean, uh, than the Web3. And yeah, what we are doing right in this uh, Web3 area, which is uh, considered a part of the of this uh, metaverse, is um, really developing um, services, business outcome-focused services on the SAP business technology platform. So we have technologies I already mentioned, right? Like the blockchain business connector, the cross-company workflow, There's also a service um, for decentralized identity. So this is something where we work with customers in a very tangible way and uh, provide services on the on the BTP. Um, I'm not a this other area on the uh, metaverse is around this immersive technologies like we are, for example. But I'm not a particular expert in this area. But here we are also doing um, work in an innovation sense and also again very focused on on business value and outcome. Like, for example, hybrid business steering, collaborating on on, uh, business planning with VR, but also employee experience like onboarding, for example. Mm -hmm. I think both these technologies uh, have their own growth part, but once both technology spaces are mature enough, we might see a confluence towards something that is currently described and discussed as the metaverse. What's your advice to enterprise so we're talking enterprise business and IT leaders about the best way to get started with blockchain and begin to test the waters. So, yeah, really be prepared for the future, right? Start now to familiarize yourself with the technology and learn about its potentials. And especially, I think, about the conceptual part, where to use it to create business value. And this is the second aspect, right? Really the business value, start with the business value, how this maps your strategy, the business goals you want to achieve in the shorter term, but also in the longer term, right? And use um, this this kind of uh, mapping um, to identify the most relevant scenarios and then start with a um, reasonable scope. And this is something we do a lot with our customers, right? So SAP customers and partners, might join our uh, customer engagement initiatives. We have around these topics, right? Very, really in a very focused and business outcome oriented way, um, discuss these use cases, explore these use cases and implement them, right? With customers. So if you're interested in that, you can reach me at blockchain at sap.com, blockchain at sap.com. This is our email address. 
And there we are happy to have this kind of conversations and also provide guidance from, from our side. Mm -hmm. Well, Benjamin, I think that's a good spot to end a very interesting discussion. I really thank you for your time today. Thank you very much.